0: afraid not podcast with jill mccormick and robin wall we believe that our stories matter and make us who we are every other week we invite guests to join us and share their stories even though our stories have knots, we are not afraid our stories are afraid they are not perfect
1: we believe the truth of our mess makes us stronger we hope that god uses these stories to encourage and strengthen your faith as you trust in him our theme verse is Colossians 1, 17, which says, And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together, even our afraid knots."
0: Hello, podcast listeners. I'm Jill McCormick. And I'm Robin Wall. And this is Afraid Not Podcast. This is episode number
1: 86 with Amy Cordova, who is our Oklahoma Baptist's coordinator for missions and women's ministries. We are so honored that she came today on Afraid Not to talk with us.
0: You guys are going to really love her. She's got just such a sweet little attitude, and, and she gives us so many little truths of nugget, nuggets of truth throughout this whole thing.
1: Amy reminds us that blessings flow from obedience and also that the calling of God on every believer is just to follow Him and to make Him known. So it's just a beautiful reminder, that journey. And we hope you love this conversation. We're so grateful that Amy came and everyone just listen in. Hi, Amy. Thank you for joining us today. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. We are so excited that you have time to do this in your busy schedule. And we are grateful that uh, we value your opinion and your, your story. And you're a leader in our state. You make a difference in so many lives of the women in Oklahoma. And thanks for taking the time to share with us a piece of your story for the glory of God today. So we'd love to start with an introduction time. So will you tell us, tell our listeners a little intro into you and who you are and what you're about,
2: kind of family and your job and life that. Absolutely, yes. So I have been born, raised, lived in Oklahoma my entire life. Um, they Oklahoma women are a passion of mine just because I am one of them. And so every day I get to serve Oklahoma women in our churches and helping with resources and ministry, really just to advance the gospel. And it is so much fun. Um, I really feel like my entire upbringing is standing on other women's shoulders who have poured into my life and now I get that opportunity to pour into others. And so I grew up in northern Oklahoma, Ponca City. I met my husband there. We're actually high school sweethearts, and today Valentine's Day is actually our thirteenth wedding anniversary. Oh, <laughs> that is
1: so wonderful! Happy anniversary! And what a yes. anniversary day! A Valentine's. It is.
2: <laughs> it. We just felt like we planned everyone's date night for Valentine's when they came to our wedding, and it was just. So much fun and we love Valentine's day and yeah, so it's super sweet, but we met in high school and have dated ever since we practically grew up together, which is really fun because you're, you're learning about each other and then you just realize I cannot live without you and I want to spend the rest of my life with you. So that is our story. We got married while we were at OBU. And then um, it was about a year later, we had our daughter across the street from the college in the hospital there. Oh, my goodness. Yes. So from the beginning, life has just been a whirlwind of adventure. We now have three children and live in Oklahoma City and are loving life. So, yeah.
1: Great. I am also a an OBU bison. And I love that. Um, and Jill also attended there, although that wasn't where you graduated from, right, Jill? But right.
0: But I was I was there for a little bit. Yeah.
1: So we have some fun connections back to Bison Hill. And that's so, so cool. I love it. So we are excited to hear whatever the Lord has put on your store, your heart for us today. And um, please just begin wherever it makes sense in your story to begin. And we would just love to hear your story.
2: Yeah. Well, like I said, I grew up in church, grew up in Oklahoma. And so the gospel had always been a part of my life, but just recognizing for that, for myself, what that looks like and what God's calling me specifically to do. And so I'm going to take you back to fifth grade. Okay. (laughs) It was a Sunday night at my church, and there is a missionary from my church um, who was in town from China, and I remember her saying these words, and it's that moment in time that will change the trajectory of your life. And it's probably something I had heard many, many times before, but for the first time, I actually understood it. And she simply just said, there are people around the world who have never heard the name of Jesus. And it broke me to hear that. I couldn't imagine living life, not knowing even just simply that powerful name of Jesus. And so that night I committed myself to the Lord saying for the rest of my life, I will make sure I tell people your name. And from that moment on, like the Lord has just been so good to guide and direct my path and exactly what that looks like in that season of life. At the time I was probably 10 <laughs> and now as a mom and a young professional and What does that look like between there and here and in the future? And really, it doesn't have to be complicated. And I guess that's my message today is from a middle school girl to a high school, college student, young adult and beyond, really God is calling us into his work and we don't always have to have it figured out or planned because he is so good to do his job And we don't have to do it for him. He's so good to guide and direct and take us on this journey in this path. And it doesn't mean it's easy and it doesn't mean it's simple, but it's good and we don't have to worry about it. And so uh, moving on from there, from that moment in, in, in fifth grade, the Lord just took me on this journey of knowing him more. In order to serve him more. And so it was like diving deep into his word. And what does this mean? And looking at the world around me and how can I bring hope and light into darkness? And so it looks different in every season. And I just feel like sometimes women need to hear that. It's not this perfect formula of life and in, in what um, a perfect life might look like. Sometimes it gets really, really messy, but yet anchoring yourself in who God is yesterday, today and forever is key to living for him and seeking his guidance and his counsel in our lives. So that was the beginning of really what brought me to where I am today and where I believe the Lord is leading us in the future. So what took you to Oklahoma City specifically? Yeah. Okay. So we were at OBU and um, I know you guys talk about frayed knots on here and our plan was to get married and be married for five years, enjoy each other as newlyweds and then have children, right? But the Lord has his own plans. And so when we threw a baby in the mix shortly <laughs> after we were married on a college budget, having no money, no full-time my husband even lost his job because he was, he was working at one place and he always led worship on Wednesday nights and got paid for it. And that we needed that $50 a week that he got paid for, lost his job because they scheduled him on a Wednesday. And he was like, I can't work on a Wednesday. You've known that, you know, and it was, So chaotic because there was zero financial stability in our lives and yet God was good. And like looking back on that time in my life of being at OBU, married, having a child and trying to figure out the future, I tell my, my daughter who's now 11, um, I'm just like, Emery, God is so good. He's had your life planned out from the beginning. His plans were better than mommy's could ever be. And it that moment in time has truly anchored me in every moment since then, because I saw God work not only through his word, but through his church, providing every single thing that we need to sustain us. And yet above and beyond than I could ever ask or imagine. And so from there, Rick and I went to Tulsa and we worked at the church at Battle Creek and um, had another daughter there. And the Lord was so good to bless ministry and opportunities and just being a part of seeing his church grow. And then we came to Oklahoma City. My husband was a worship pastor at Quell Springs Baptist Church for five years. And now we're on a new journey again. And it's just like journey after journey. And oftentimes it feels like God is leading us to jump off a cliff. Like every single time it's like, I don't even know how this is going to go. This doesn't even make sense on paper. Like, are we going to eat peanut butter and jelly for the rest of our lives? Like, those are the moments I find myself in like, but God, will you provide? We'll do whatever you tell us to do. But will you provide for us? And he has been so faithful again and again and again to not only give us what we need financially for our family, but just emotionally through the church and encouragement that he's provided us and the network that we have amongst believers to say we're part of something bigger than ourselves and we just get to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And it's the coolest adventure to be a part of.
1: I love that. I remember a time that God came through in a specific moment that we were $100 short in our family's personal budget. And um, we had two tiny children at the time. And I will never forget the thrill of the $100 that literally someone knocked on the door and said, I've been meaning to give you this for a long time. $100 could have been as meaningful to my spiritual life and faith in God as a $1,000 check. That (laughs) moment of knowing he sees me, he sees me and he's going to provide for me. Oh, so I can really, we had a
0: moment like that too. When Sean and I were both went back to school and we had little bitties and he had a job at a church on a Wednesday night playing. And that was basically like, we have to have this money to survive.
2: (laughs) Neither of us really have full-time jobs right now. So yeah. Exactly. Yes. And in the new season that we're in, he, my husband was serving at a church that had great stability, great benefits, everything you could ever want. We made it, type thing. You know, like that was the pinnacle of where you want to go in your career and season of life. And God is so funny. I mean, and so then he calls us to a church just down the street from us in the Yukon Bethany area. And it is a church of two remaining members, both women in a property that is falling apart in mold and just, I mean, I can't even describe it. I have pictures that describe it better than my words. But um, in that moment, walking away from all of that into such great unknown I was shaking the day that he stood before the church and gave his resignation. <laughs> and yet, I wouldn't trade it for the world because I have seen God move in miraculous ways. And our prayer life is nothing like it's ever been in ever. And God is faithful in his own timing, and there is so much peace in just walking in obedience to the Lord. And we might not have it all figured out. Like we might be walking into something like I think of frozen, like into the unknown. <laughs> and yet the Lord shows up every single time. He's good
1: like that. Yes, he is. The The verse that comes to my mind that is about his riches, like he has everything in the entire universe at his disposal. Philippians 4.19 says, And my God shall supply all my needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. And those needs, those physical, spiritual, emotional needs, he can provide every single one. So maybe the Mm -hmm. listener today, maybe you just needed to know that God sees you and he can meet your needs right where you are. And he is, he rejoices in meeting the needs of his children it's a beautiful thing.
2: Love yeah.
0: that. He's real. Put that in, in perspective. So you were going from this pretty big established church. I mean, Quill Springs is a pretty big, solid church to a place where didn't even really have that much of a building, not really members. I mean, that's a big, that's a huge jump.
2: Yes. Yes. Like, Um, we still to this day are like the janitors and the, you know, we do everything. I do children's church and women's ministry and finance. I mean, like we wear all the hats now and yet I love it at our old church. We never even moved a chair because there's someone to do it. And now like we move all the chairs several times a week and It's all for his kingdom. It's all for his glory. And like, I see him working, not only like in the people in our community that he's called us to, but like him doing this in our lives was his kindness to us. Like he was so kind to draw us into this work for me and for my husband and for my children to see tangible ways of him showing up in our lives every single day. That's not to say he didn't do that in our other churches he totally did this just feels very risky (laughs) and i remember one day we were just down and out like rick and i were like what did we get ourselves into did we hear the lord right were we just crazy and we were like let's go ride our bikes um our new churches on a lake in town and there's a there's a path you can ride and so we pull up, we get, we store the kids' bikes inside the church, which is pretty fun too. And so um, we open the door and an envelope falls out of the door and the kids knew, I mean, kids are very good at knowing as much as we try to hide it, that mom and dad aren't okay. Like they still know. And the, this envelope falls out and in God's kindness, it wasn't a check. It was cash <laughs> and it was bills. And and the kids are so little. So they see this 100 on these large bills, and they just start counting this cash in their little minds. And just to see in a tangible way, how faithful God is in a a sweet cursive handwritten note. I still don't know who did that to this day. And God is just so good. They could have given electronically, but that day, my kids also needed to see how God is so real. And he's so good in our lives at the right time when we need it the most. And tell us the name of the church you're at now. Yeah, it's called Bright City. And so if our listeners know where PC West is, um, we are That's right water. Yes. <laughs> we love the school. We love the community and what God is doing there. And it's just so fun to be a part of. It's not our work. That's the thing. Like God, we're his vessels and it's, he puts us in places where we need to be for his good. And we get to join in that. And I'm so glad we said, yes, I can't imagine what we'd be missing out on if we would have said no to this work and, um, just putting our yes on the table and being faithful in the little brings about when you look back at what God has done and the lives that are impacted, because just because you said yes and we're obedient, blessings flow from that. And it's so worth it. It is so worth it.
1: Mm.
0: Well, and I heard somebody on another interview recently talk about that even if we're doing something that's good and we feel like is doing a ministry for Him, if we stay longer than are welcome because we're not moving to the next place, then we're not allowing somebody else to step in where we were. We're not allowing those people to be ministered differently. Like if we don't move when we're told to move, it just mess. It's just a domino of things that it can mess up.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I say we felt like we were jumping off a cliff. We really did. But even the Lord was speaking to us in that we had a mentor of ours. uh, We were telling him what we were thinking about doing. And he said, take the leap. Take the leap, you know, and just little phrases like that, that God is like, I am in this. I am with you. And and he continues to reveal that because he's kind and he is patient with us. And um, so if someone's like they know God is calling them into something and they're hesitant about it, just take the leap. Take the leap of faith and see what God will do because he's good and he's trustworthy. So, so good. Yeah, Putnam City West. Can you talk about the ministry you do there a little bit? Yeah. So, um, We just decided the easiest way to get involved with the community was the high school next door. And so we jumped in and it began by me just taking Sonic drinks to secretaries. And you guys are teachers. So you know, like Sonic drink is like a big deal. And so I started, I started with the office administrative staff, like trying to get my foot in the door, taking, knowing their Sonic drinks, knowing their names, and then uh, move my way in across to the classrooms and teachers there. And God was so faithful. Um, Knowing the demographics of the community that you're serving in is incredibly important. And it's eye-opening to the ways of which you can do ministry. We've been in affluent areas, but this area is a little bit different. And 92% of the kids are on free or reduced lunch. And so we hardly ever do ministry without food in our hands. And so we often take food, wherever we go, pizza, we make sandwiches, we do all sorts of things. And the Lord opened the door for us to be involved with FCA there. And so we do FCA at the school on Wednesdays for lunch, which is so cool because they're there, they don't need transportation. Um, We also do different things for teachers, like we're about to feed them a meal for a meeting coming up. Um, It was right before Christmas, I had walked in the door for lunch that day. So this is around the noon lunch hour. And I knew something was wrong. Uh, there was cops there. And it was, it was just a little bit chaotic more than normal. This is like two days before Christmas. And just being like, uh, attentive to where God is leading and how he's moving. Uh, my husband and I were like, let's get all the teachers donuts. They have two more days, they can make it through to Christmas break. And so we went and got him some Starbucks coffee. Um, and put it in the teacher's lounge and things like that. So the Lord continues to open doors of opportunity for us to just serve and encourage and be open when they need us. Um, and so that's been really fun. We also host Young Life at our church. And so we have um, the high school Young Life and the middle school wildlife. Um, who meet at our church, and it's just so fun to see what God does and the doors of opportunities that he opens in the community. And so those are just a few ways that we've gotten involved and just said, we're here to love you and serve you. And when things like the pandemic hit and parents can't make rent and they need groceries, uh, a death or tragedy in the family, it's, it's neat to say, We've been here, we're here to help you on this journey and we'll be here for you tomorrow too. And God has just continued to allow us to be a part of that work. So it's, it's fun. It's a good work to be a part of. I love hearing that. And
1: as you said a moment ago, Jill and I are both in public school work right now. And I can just tell you from a teacher's point of view that those little things are big, big things. Yeah, they then, are way to to minister to the faculty of a school the student body that you're there for the fca having that lunch noontime devotion time where you can speak truth from god's word and give them some food oh my goodness that is just um a huge wonderful way to show Jesus' love mm-hmm. and the
0: simple things and um,
1: wow it's inspiring i love it <laughs>
0: I and think it really that is, is such a simple, easy thing to do for teachers because I we used to have a parent that like knew all our sonic drinks like that and did that and just every once in a while would just, hey, I just brought this to you. I didn't, if you need it or not. And just, it was the most uplifting thing every, every time she did that.
2: Yeah, and I, I think just like, you know, if someone's listening, they're like, man, I just wish God of the Bible was real today. Like he totally is because the God of the Bible used crazy things like stars to show the wise men where Jesus was. He used donkeys to talk to people. I mean, he parted, he did crazy things and all those were just tools to pursue hearts of man that they might turn to Christ and know him more. And in my opinion, sonic drinks and food and going to basketball games and just being involved in people's life, paying rent checks, that's a tool that God uses to pursue hearts and we get to be a part of it. And it is just such a blessing because that that Sonic drink, that rent check is only a way to have a conversation in a relationship with someone so that they know hope and that they know light and that they know who holds the keys to today and to tomorrow and that they don't have to worry. They don't have to be anxious about provision and their kids and all the troublesome things of this world. It's chaotic and it's hard. And and you know what? Christians are also a part of that chaotic card too. The thing that's different is that Jesus is just better. He makes things better. He makes my mind better knowing I can trust him. He renews my heart knowing he's trustworthy and that's the difference. <laughs> and so um, whatever tools you could use to develop that conversation and relationship is so worth it.
0: So and It doesn't have to be some big, huge thing that we're... No. A lot of times people are like, I just don't know what to do. I don't know what the thing is. I can't afford to do this or that. But I mean, like you said, just the little things, knowing some sonic drink, giving them a check, because maybe they couldn't pay their water bill this week or something. or this. Yeah, week.
2: absolutely. I had a friend post yesterday that um, she's just struggling. She's another teacher in our community. And so I sent her a $10 Starbucks gift card that she can use whenever she wants. And it was $10. And I really didn't even have to do that. I could have just sent her a note and said, I'm here for you. I'm cheering you on. Uh, your work is so worthy right now. And... Um, that's really all it takes. It doesn't have to cost money or a bunch of planning and a bunch of time. It's just showing up and being there.
0: Yeah. Cause the Bible says they will know us by our love and we're the hands and feet. So if we're not doing those things and not looking different in that way, how are they going to know?
2: Right. Yeah. Another friend of mine, her son fell and got 10 or no five staples in his head. And just like saying, I am so sorry, just checking in on you. How are you doing? And man, do we have a lot of people we can check in on right now? Because it seems like every other day here, hear of another classmate that wasn't at school. And when my kids tell me those things, I can just easily text their mom and be like, Hey, I heard so-and-so wasn't at school today. How are you guys doing? And that how are you guys doing can turn into my marriage is falling apart. I'm not sure where to go from here um, my kid is wayward. Do you have any encouraging words? So it's just like that little question of caring and showing love towards people can really change someone's life. Um, and just seeing people with God's eyes and having the mindset of Christ that we're expectant for God to move. We're not just showing up, hoping he'll do something, not at all. Like we are showing up knowing he'll do something and we're just waiting to see what it is. Hmm. I love it.
1: So we may have some listeners today who are going through their own frayed knot. They may be going through a time they feel like I'm just holding on by a thread. And I would just like to ask you, would you share some words of encouragement and just a, a moment of truth, just speak some truth for those listeners that are struggling right now today and hurting.
2: Yeah, I, I think that it's so easy to become overwhelmed and it could be a tragedy or it could just be the laundry piling up. And in both of those um, perspectives of whatever season of life you're going in, I think it's important to set our minds on Christ. Set our minds on things above, not on earthly things. Colossians 3 talks to us about that. And when we're able to set our minds on Christ, next time we see the kid's room is a mess or they forgot to turn in the paper you sent from, like whatever trigger that is, like set your minds on things above, on eternal things, not things of this world that easily distract us or entangle us. Um, my husband had a dear friend of ours who was in our wedding and, uh, he passed away this week in a motorcycle accident. So very, very unexpected. And, and I just think about him and it really kind of hit when my husband was helping get the kids ready for school, um, yesterday and just like, he's not here anymore, but setting our minds on things above reminds us exactly where he is. He's home. He's alive with Christ. And yes, we miss him. And his kids are going to grow up and have to navigate this life without their earthly father. But my daughter said it best. And she said, I hope they remember who their heavenly father is. And just words of a young one that puts it in perspective for you. Like, we're not alone. Like he is Emmanuel, God with us. And he's given us his word in his church and His Holy Spirit to guide and direct and navigate us through this life in like the mundane daily chores of life to the tragedies and all the in-between. And so as we set our minds on Christ, it helps us put in perspective where we are, who we are, and really what's our goal? What? Why are we doing all of this every day? Well, it's just to make Him known, like going back to my 10-year-old mindset. God, for the rest of my life, I just want to make your name known. That's it. That's all I need. I don't have to be the perfect housewife and making sure everything is, is uh, magazine worthy. That's not what God has called me to do. Do I want to do that? Absolutely, yes. But that's not ultimate. And so when it doesn't go that way, it, it, it can't be a distraction from the main calling of what God has called me to do. That's just to make his name known. And if I'm not doing that in my home, if I'm not doing that in my community, how will a world know who Jesus is and who his name is? And uh, a verse I love is First John. I love all of First John. First John is great. But what I do love about this verse is First John 1, 5. And it just says simply, God is light and there is absolutely no darkness in him. And so when the darkness of the world seems to creep in and the chaos of the news and situations happening around the world, or when the darkness of your family creeps in and there's tragedy after tragedy and worry after worry, there's hope in Christ. And then when the darkness of our minds, even just what no one else knows that we're thinking or even meditating on in Christ, there's only light. And in him, there is no darkness at all. And so if we set our minds on things above and not on earthly things, man, there is so much hope in that. And sometimes it's just fighting yourself, um, getting the kids out the door in the morning or just little things that can set us off but in Christ, there's no darkness. And so let's cling to him. Let's know him. Let's read his word. Let's dwell on him. Because in that there is so much hope in the name of Jesus.
1: I needed to hear that today. I needed to hear that.
0: Thank you, Amy. Yeah, that was awesome. Do you have, do you have a link to your PC West ministry that people can donate
2: uh, we do, We have um, a link on our church website at brightcityokc.com. And there is a giving link there that people can designate dollars to go towards feeding kids at PC West. And man, do we love feeding them. It is just, it's so much fun to walk through the door. We had a a lady makes some Italian food for them, um, big ziti. And we served them like kings and queens at lunch hour in the middle of school. Um, Sometimes we do sandwiches or pizza and it's just a whole lot of fun. Okay, we'll put that in the show link. Yeah.
1: Well, your time today has meant so much to us, Amy. Thank you for coming on to Afraid Not sharing your story inspiring us and just being a person we can just kind of walk in step with and we're all this on this journey I'm so glad for the reminder it's just all about making him known and thank you for just living your life in a way that that's your goal and you are passionate for the women in our state and for people that you and your husband are ministering to at your church and the school nearby. You're just a great example of that. we just thank you so much.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me and the work that you guys are doing and encouraging each other as we work to advance the gospel. Thanks for listening, everybody. We're so glad you were here today.
1: We hope you were encouraged by Amy's story and her words of truth that she shared with us. One of the things that I am just so glad she reminded us about today comes from Colossians 3, 2. And it is just to set our minds on Christ, not on earthly things. That's gonna be what I walk through the rest of my day with today.
0: And as Pacey West being my alma mater, I'm very fond of the work that she's doing there. So if you feel led to donate to her um, ministry there and provide food for the students there, We will have that link in our show notes. It's again, it's brightcityokc.com. And then there's a link within that website. So please remember to rate, review, subscribe, tell people about our podcast. We're so glad you were here today. And by the way, happy Valentine's Day. We hope you have a great day. See you in two weeks. Bye, everyone.